My name is Kelly Tyen, and welcome to Addicted to the Climb. Hey guys, welcome to the show. You are going to learn how I overcome adversity, hear from people just like you that have faced challenges and still keep climbing. Are you ready to elevate your life and choose your path? Let's do it together. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Addicted to the Climb. I am so excited for you to all meet today's guest. But first, if you're not receiving my weekly fitness tips, latest news on how to become the healthiest version of yourself, please head over to my site, kellytyan.com, so you don't miss a beat. Well, today I'm chatting with a true survivor. Her name is Brooke Thomas. And if you are struggling in any area of your life or even in your health, get yourself in a quiet place right now because you don't want to miss a word from this interview. Brooke is the CEO of Live Out Loud. Her series of elite level masterminds, live events, and group coaching programs are designed to help women pursue their purpose with confidence. She runs a thriving online community offering regular trainings on mindset, leadership, abundance, and creating authentic relationships. Her Live Out Loud is a philosophy in a strategy that impacts success at every level of life. Brooke is also a top earning industry expert in network marketing, and she's been featured in the Huff Post, in style, and on the Today Show Food Club. She is the author of Thankful 30 Recipe Book Series, and I am just so excited to have her here. So welcome to the show, Brooke. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I know this has been a long time coming. I love following you and I'm just excited to be on your podcast. So thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And we met on social. I heard Brooke on another podcast and we both were pretty much launching our podcast at the same time. So finally, here we are seven months later. And you know what? We're addicted to the climb because we never stopped climbing to be on each other's show. That's right. That's right. I love the name of this show. It's awesome. Thank you. So Brooke, your journey to becoming the powerhouse entrepreneur that you are goes back, um, I believe through your cancer diagnosis 16 years ago. I want to dive into that so my followers and people can really know who you are, where you're coming from, because I really can relate to you in so many ways. I mean, I'm a breast cancer survivor and I know what it's like, but take us through that 16 years ago. What were you doing in your life? Did you, ha- did you know that you were going to go into entrepreneurship? Tell us, give us the journey. Yes. I mean, this is a great story because no, I had no idea. And, you know, looking back 16 years ago, I was 26 years old and I was newly married and I was working a corporate job. I was a business major. You know, I ended up getting a job at a finance. uh, It was like a finance recruiting job for one of the big banks. And, um, I, you know, I was just kind of doing what I thought that I should be doing. I was getting my real estate license. Also, I did not really enjoy any of it, but I just pretended because I thought that's what I needed to do. And I was pregnant. I, I, you know, I got married, I got pregnant pretty quickly. And then I found out that I had stage three melanoma and it was in my first trimester. So immediately, you know, 
I had to like pivot so many things. I mean, the doctors really laid out everything for me, told me based on the severity of the cancer, the blood work, the age that I was, the, you know, being in my first trimester kind of broke down all of the examples of all the women that were kind of in my situation and what happened if I didn't do what they told me to do. And they really only gave me, at first they really pushed one option and they said, you need to have chemotherapy and you need to abort the baby. And in that moment, everything changed for me because I, I came from a very holistic family. Um, I just, I knew for, for me, I mean, I'm 26. I thought I was healthy. Uh, I was just like shocked. And um, I just wanted to kind of run away and pretend this wasn't happening. And I just wanted to deal with it like after I had the baby, but that was not my option. And they actually wouldn't let me leave. They took me straight to the oncologist within the hospital and it was pretty severe. And with skin cancer, especially melanoma, when you're pregnant, it just um, spreads hard and fast. Like it just, your hormones, there's something about pregnancy and skin cancer. It's just like bad combination. It just, um, spreads fast and so yeah so the only i was very adamant about having another option and the only other option was to cut the cancer out immediately it was on my side um and they told me that they would cut it out um deep and wide around the margins and i could not have any anesthetic they did give me topical lidocaine that was all they could do because i was in first trimester of pregnancy but 50 stitches later being cauterized like five people holding me down i had to put something in my mouth for the pain like i felt everything and i literally walked away like almost traumatized pretty much in that moment because i couldn't believe what was happening and just being pregnant and having this huge gash on the side of my it was like on the side of my stomach you know between mm-hmm. kind of like your stomach and your back um it, it was really hard. Like, again, I, I was kind of in shock and I went home and my husband worked for a medical device company. So he was really able to take care of the, the, uh, the wound. But, you know, as I grew bigger in pregnancy, it keloided and it was just, it looked like a huge shark attack. Like it was just, it was the, the uh, stitches would always open. Like it was just like a mess. And so it was just a constant reminder. It was painful. Um, but in that moment also, I was grateful because I had the hope of not having cancer um, after that. And so I, you know, to say that I just like turned in that moment would not be accurate. And I did go through a couple years, really, even after having my baby and, um, you know, just, being healthier, I still went through like a really dark time of just defeat, despair, being afraid constantly. The doctors told me I would never live past 40 based on my blood work. So I was constantly like living in this fearful place of like a death sentence, basically. Um, And instead of living my life the way I do now, I really lived in darkness, despair, fear, all this stuff. And so the reason why I became an entrepreneur, the reason I am the way I am, the reason I speak so strongly about my faith is because I know the difference between living in the dark, living hopeless, and then also being awakened and living in the light and understanding what hope really is and really making the choice to walk out faith. And that was just a journey that I started to go on um, in the midst of, you know, being afraid. And so that's kind of like, 
that's kind of it in the nutshell. Like, oh my goodness. You can ask me anything. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I did know your story, but I didn't know all those little details. They're not little at all. Um, Brooke, talk about strength. I mean, I, I don't even know. There's so many different parts I want to talk about and I want to talk more about your business, but you were just so strong. I mean, did you just, I mean, for those listening right now, there's a lot of women that are listening and we, you know, as women, we relate to each other in a lot of ways and being pregnant and having a diagnosis. I mean, I had a diagnosis of breast cancer and it's just, it stops you in your tracks. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know for me, my life stopped, but then I did, I got myself together like you, but I, I'm listening to you and hearing that giving up was just not an option. I mean, you were just not giving up. Did that just come out in this? Was that your personality? I mean, I know your faith, you have a very strong faith in God, in the Lord, and was that, did that immediately show up for you in a strong way or? Because yes. I know, yeah. There's people sitting here right now saying, how did she do it? So explain that. I think, you know, it, it's one of those things where sometimes if you have more time to think, maybe I wouldn't have made the choices I made, but because I didn't have a lot of time to think, I just knew from the family that I was raised in because they're all naturopaths, chiropractors, Um, you know, I have some physicians in my family, but they're all holistic. And I understood at the time that what chemotherapy could do at, you know, and I was 26 and I just, I, I, I immediately like kind of just reverted to like, I don't want that. And, and again, it was also because I had to abort the baby and, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, I, I didn't think too long. I didn't have a lot of time to think, but I just knew that like, that is not an option. It was like immediately, even though this was my first pregnancy and, you know, I was newly married, I just immediately like had this reaction to like protect the baby and like protect my body and be like, no, like I don't want to do that, you know? And, um, I, when I had this other option of cutting it out, I was just like, again, didn't really think through the fact that like, (laughs) I couldn't have anesthetic. Like I didn't really understand what this was going to entail. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, I understand you. It it was like thinking fast and you just made the decision moment. And I, I believe that was God's protection over me. I didn't, I didn't know that at the time. Um, And I didn't know what I was going to endure during that operation. And then also afterwards, just the, the trauma of, you know, mentally and physically, but I was in such a protection mode for the baby that that's where I was focused. And then once I had the baby, you know, and I had this sweet little girl, I just, I kind of like the shock wore off. And that's when I went into like this place of like, almost like despair and sadness and darkness and fear just constantly clouding my mind, thinking that like I was given a death sentence and it could come back at any point. And I wanted to be a mom to this daughter. I wanted to have more kids. And I just, you know, every day it was like, it was taking over. And at the time, again, I had, you know, a corporate job. I ended up leaving because when you get, uh, you know, a cancer diagnosis, I don't know about for you, but it did stop me in my tracks and it did it did allow me to really think about my life and like 
why am I doing what I'm doing? Is that really what I'm supposed to be doing? And if I only had a couple more weeks left on this earth, or, you know, if I was only here for a couple of years, like what, what do I want that to look like? And so I just started getting really into nutrition at the time. Like I knew that I needed to really rebuild a, a healthier body. What I thought healthy was, was not healthy. I had to redefine what healthy really was. So I was kind of like the girl that like, I was raised in a super healthy environment. Um, and then when I went off to college, you know, you kind of like rebel, you don't realize what you have and you rebel against what you had. It, like, that's exactly how yes. I was at least. Yes. And um, the, I became so sold out to not only understanding nutrition and how to fuel my body and what that really means. And I, I learned how, what you put in your body, you know, your cells regenerate. And so I started to really have hope for, you know, just building a healthier body. And, you know, I, I'm so huge on education and like educating somebody on the why, because I was just told you need to do this. Like you need to eat healthier. You need to make these choices like what growing up. And so of course, not understanding why and not being educated on it. The first thing I did when I was, you know, on my own is rebel against that. So I kind of went down a path in college of like fat free, sugar free, low fat, you know, that whole craze, the snack wells craze, like, yes, we you know, all did. Just, right. <laughs> yes. Like fake foods. And, you know, and again, I still had family members that were like, don't eat that. And I'm like, I'm going to do what I want, you know? Right. And I just think that I, you know, again, I had to redefine what healthy really was. And I got so into educating myself, healing my body. Um, I ended up becoming certified in nutrition. I ended up creating two cookbooks. I was on this health, I was on this NBC show for eight years as a healthy lifestyle expert. I literally, okay. So that's how like my true calling, my true passion turned into, tr you know, creating a business and I haven't stopped since. I mean, it's morphed into other businesses and, you know, and that's, that's just part of what my journey was supposed to be. And I just woke up through my cancer diagnosis and, you know, just me being able to truly surrender. There was moments of, again, true darkness and despair. But as I was becoming more awake to nutrition and our bodies and how they function, you know, I, I really became closer with my faith and our creator, you know, God, like I, I was like, wow, our bodies are so amazing and we are meant to thrive. And I started to really dive into the Bible and scripture. And I just started to get so excited about the hope in the Bible. Like I thought I was going to open up the Bible and it was going to tell me all of the bad things I've done and all of the ways I'm going to be punished. <laughs> like I didn't really, you know, understand the Bible before. And mm -hmm. I remember praying and just asking God, like, help me to understand. Like I want to understand and I want to combine this with, you know, helping other women. Like when I was actually understanding nutrition, even like, you know, there back then, I mean, you know, again, this is like 15, 14 years ago, I lived in North Carolina and you know, there wasn't a lot of easy, accessible, healthy foods that, you know, really explained it. And there wasn't easy cookbooks. And so my brain just started getting really creative for me. Like, okay, I need to simplify this. I need to make this easy. I need to find brands that are good. And I started just being so addicted to like <laughs> finding that. And then when I would find it and I would start creating it, I wanted to help other people, other moms. And then I would find as I was helping other moms and other women that there was also just this other underlying issue that they had of just not feeling satisfied or fulfilled or not dealing with past hurts, pain, shame, trauma, whatever. And this is where God just really 
you know, spoke to my heart and, and woke my spirit up. And it really was through scripture and through listening to different pastors and, you know, different people, you know, reading books from Joyce Meyer and, you know, Lisa Bevere and Christine Kane and all these people, they were just speaking to my soul. And I just woke up and I realized that like, we do have the ability to be the light of the world. And like, we have the ability to, you know, illuminate others and we have the ability to thrive and not just sit in this like darkness and despair. And, you know, when I became healthier and healthy and well, and started to teach other people, God just like gave me this, you know, assignment. I felt like, like, I just felt like, wow, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. I want to wake people up. I want to help women to live healthy lives and be excited about their lives, not just walking around tired and feeling not worthy. And I mean, it all goes together. I mean, I think, you know, fitness, nutrition, business, faith, like, you know, we can, you know, be healthy in all areas. I believe how you do one thing is how you do it all, but you've got to be surrounded with people that can call out greatness in you and that can help you and support you, you know, during certain times in your life, because, you know, we, we're all going to have seasons where we fall and who's going to pick you up, you know? And so I had people around me like that, whether it was through books or podcasts, or I don't even know if there's podcasts back then, probably like, I don't know, videos, <laughs> whatever I was feeding my mind with, but it was, it was literally like fuel to me. It was like, food to my soul. Yes. And, and, and Brooke, excuse right? me, I want to just no. ask you that there are women out there that are listening and they don't have the people around them. So for those women that are just saying, well, isn't she lucky? You know, she has these this community. Where would that lonely woman go that really needs to latch on to people that are uplifting? What's some advice you can give to her? Where should yes. she start? Well, first of all, I'll just do a shameless plug for myself and my tribe. I've got about, yeah, a free Facebook group called live out loud tribe. And I've got incredible women in there. I show up on there in there on a weekly basis. I really encourage networking in there and women getting to know each other. And, you know, I share my faith openly in there. I share business tips. I just kind of um, do different things in there to try to create community in there. And then I also run different group coaching programs, um, getting ready to roll out an elite level membership. Um, and then I do events and retreats. And, and again, that's just like where I provide that type of community. And I'll tell you some other things. But before I do, I want to tell you that I was that woman too. I remember being that woman and feeling so excited and, and trying to find other women, like there was, you know, a couple, like I said, a couple random women, and I don't think it was random. I think it was like God led that, that were kind of brought to me like one, one at a time. Right. And they kind of spoke life into me or they shared a book with me and it really did change me. It set me on this, this, this track to like be fully awake and live fully awake. And then I just felt like I need to, I need to find more of these women. I need to find a group like this. And I just couldn't, find more. I mean, really, it's like, again, I was being poured into by books from life-giving women, like, like I said, Lisa Bevere um, and these other women. And, but I was like, but where can I find more women like me that feel like me that want to do community? And I could not find it at the time. So that is when in my spirit, I literally felt God say, go create it, Brooke. 
go create it. They're out there, but you need to go create it. And that's when Live Out Loud was kind of born. And I started creating it and putting myself out there. And I, and I just started praying for the right women to come. You know, I always say like, no mean girls allowed. <laughs> like there's a zero tolerance <laughs> policy for yes. jealousy, gossip. Like we don't mm-hmm. do that. Like it's a waste of time. Successful people don't have time for that. And I really didn't understand why we couldn't mix business, success, abundance, favor, like it says in the Bible, with true faith-based women that have each other's front, backs, and sides, and literally can call out greatness. And it's authentic, not fake, not intimidating, not like, I hope she's not talking about my behind my back. It's like, oh, if I find out she's talking about me behind my back, I know it's great. Like, I know it's great. (laughs) And so- I just, yeah, I just kept envisioning that. But besides me, because I don't want to just, you know, point people to just me, but like I have found if you're looking for that, you know, to really first lean into like other books and find podcasts and find, you know, people on Instagram and Facebook that really do line up with your heart, with your message, with your core values and really check them out and allow that to like pour into you and then be in those communities or those Facebook groups or, you know, find other people or start one, start a group, you know, a book study. Um, It's just so important to have community so you don't feel like you're on on an island by yourself. Yes, absolutely. Community is the key to success in any area. It really is. I always say no one succeeds alone because it's true. It's, It's very hard to do things alone, but I love the word you keep saying over and over is awake or woke. And I think that's the first step that a person has to take is deciding they want to wake up and get out of their misery or take the next step to move forward, get addicted to climbing higher. You have to decide. I think that's the key. Make the decision to not stay where you are and take the step. Pray about it. Like you said, Brooke, in I'm the same as you. Everything revolves around prayer in my life. I wouldn't be who I am or where I am today without it. So if you aren't a prayerful person, it might be something you just try and say, hey, I don't know what they're talking about, but I'm going to just say a couple prayers and see what happens because I believe having a strong faith is can lead us into paths that are successful for us. So I love yes. that you keep, you keep talking about that. And well, I want to say something about the prayer thing really quick. Yes. I, I do find, I always want to say this because I know that prayer can be intimidating if we allow it to be. And I just want to say like, I am an absolute prayer warrior. Like I pray over people. I pray on my zoom calls. I pray over women and I love it. And I love doing that. I love standing in the gap and praying with people. However, It was not always like that. I was the girl that was so intimidated by praying, especially out loud. And when I was around people that would pray out loud, I would be like, my heart was pounding. I was like, please don't call on me. You know, like I could never do that. And I remember this was about a decade ago that I really got serious about starting to pray out loud in my environment, praying with my husband out loud in our home, praying over my children out loud. And I always tell the women in my programs, like, just try it. It's going to be awkward. It just is like, it's going to be awkward. So just do it until it's not. And the best way I know how to explain it is to, that there doesn't have to be, you know, this perfect, like scripted out anything, you know, God 
like, I believe that God just wants a relationship with us. And it's like talking to a friend or a father. And I just sometimes say, I don't know what to say. Like, but help me, you know, like, yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Heal me and, you know, show me, guide me, give me clarity. Like instantly when you call out the name of Jesus, there's power in that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we just have to start there. And I find that women that are given permission to just start there or to speak some scripture over their life, like Jeremiah 29, 11, you know, for I know the plans I have for you, declare the Lord plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And if you put your own self in there, like, and you say me, that that's the first thing you could just start doing out loud. And that's a promise from God. There's over, I just heard this last week, there's over 7,000 487, something like that promises in the Bible, in scripture for us. And so it's like, I don't want to leave any of that on the table. I want to claim that. I want to own that. And I want other women to know that, that they can too. It's for everyone. There's no, there's no prejudice, you know, in the Bible. It's for everyone that believes, right? And exactly. so I want to be a big believer and I want to shout loud about it. And I don't want to be a small believer. I don't want to hide from it. And that's why I'm so encouraged even by women like you, like most of the biggest believers have like the biggest stories of despair, defeat, you know, darkness or, you know, a, a cancer diagnosis or a mm -hmm. shame, right? Like, because yes. we know what it's like to be set free. And so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening that feels kind of strangled or suffocating or just darkness, despair, or shame that's taken over, like that there is a better way. There's a surrender that needs to happen to just release that off of you so that you can actually live in the fullness. And I know you know what I'm talking about, Kelly. I know exactly. And amen to everything you're saying. <laughs> I really I am. I know. <laughs> yes. I know. I wish we lived closer. <laughs> I know. I, I do. Know. Because I believe everything you said, that's how I was raised. My mom taught me the same thing. And, you know, for me, without Jesus in my life, again, I don't even know where I would be right now. I, he has gotten me through everything. And, you know, being a person that is addicted to climbing higher means I'm addicted to climbing closer to the Lord every single day. That's my, that's how I start my day. That's how I end my day. So I agree. So thank you so much for honestly sharing your heart and giving people hope. I think that what it comes down to. People need hope. And if they're hoping on something that's not of God and they've never tried it, put your hope and faith in the Lord and try it that way and see what happens. Yes, absolutely. So Brooke, um, your Live Out Loud, I want to shift for a minute. Um, okay. Live Out Loud, where did you get that? And what? where did that concept come from? Yes, I, I, I love this question. So live out loud truly is not about like being louder. It's about being able to speak what is in your heart. Like, you know, like who you really want to be, that woman that you want to be, or the dream that's in your heart that you're hiding or that, you know, whatever's in your heart that you know is for you, but you're scared to say it out loud. I have found the power in saying things out loud. I believe what you say out loud grows. I believe you can speak life or death over your situation, over your business, over your life. And I want to get out of women, like what is in their heart really, like that's for them, but they're afraid to say. And I believe that when we release 
our dreams, when we release what's in our heart, when we release who we want to be as a woman, you know, when we say it out loud, then we get to take the responsibility to actually live it out loud. And I think so many times we are just, again, like this, it's almost like a suffocation. I've seen it too many times with women where you would think it's okay to just say it out loud, but they're so afraid because of so many other times in their life where they've said things out loud and they've just been kind of pushed down, knocked down, rejected. And it happens to everyone. And you know what? It's life, right? It's life, it's business, it's going to happen. But to be able to offer up a beautiful space for women to just say out loud, claim what you want, claim who you want to be, and then take the responsibility and live it out loud. So live out loud kind of came from that concept. And I just, I believe in going for it and ripping the bandaid off and saying, this is who I am, or this is who I want to be, or this is what I want. And just going for it. It doesn't matter if it's messy. It doesn't matter if it doesn't turn out the way you think it's supposed to. But saying it out loud and claiming it and going for it is like really half the battle of becoming more confident in your own skin, you know, going down the path of taking action and getting what you need to get done, done, and really just living like your best life. And so I put together Live Out Loud back in 2017 after doing health coaching and nutrition coaching. And I had a wellness business and I had created many things within that business that I sold to corporations. Like I said, I was on TV, I did cookbooks. But what, what I was really the most intrigued by was just the women that I was helping to become healthier. There were so many other layers of, of why they were not healthy in the moment. And I just started to becoming like addicted to like helping them like step into a higher level of their life, the higher calling. And I love business. I've built many successful businesses and I had women constantly coming to me asking me, you know, can you, can you help me get on TV? How did you do this? How did you create this program? How do you do a proposal? How do you do this, that, you know, and it's just evolved. Like I, I, I kept thinking, what if I could create a mentorship program? It started off as like a mentorship program. Um, and then it turned into like masterminds and retreats and it's just been so divine. Like I pray specifically for God to just put the right women around me in front of me that are drawn to what I can provide. And it just always happens. Like the best groups of women just are formed. And I, and I've made a commitment. Like I do believe I curate such a good group because there is like this expectation for showing up in excellence for being vulnerable and putting yourself out there authentically, being unapologetic about what you want to do in this life, and then being supported and encouraged. I always say that, like, I, I just, I know it's cheesy, it's so cheesy, but I think our job as women, when another woman comes to us and says, oh my gosh, I have this idea, or I'm going to do this, or this is who I want to be, like, our job is to say, yes, you go girl. Like, I'm always like, that's <laughs> like, I know it's cheesy, like, you go girl. But like women can get shut down. Like their dreams can be aborted in a moment from a woman saying, really, why would you want to do that? Or are you sure? Or sometimes it's our family. Sometimes it's our spouse. Like, and I don't believe that people like mean to do that to people. I think they're just, they wouldn't do it. So why would they think you should do it? But that's not the way we're supposed to live. Like our dreams are our dreams. And we just sometimes need somebody to say, yes, go. And, and then you go and you figure it out along the way. It's your journey, right? Yes, absolutely. And taking that messy action is what it comes down to. When you have a dream, that's a dream. It's not all laid out for you. You have to just take the steps. 
And I say to my clients, or pretty often, I post it a lot too, just show up daily. That's all you can do. If you have a dream, if you have a goal, you know, even in weight loss, in a health, a health journey that they're starting to take, just show up. And I believe that's what you're doing, Brooke, every single day. I love your energy. You are just showing up for your clients. You're showing up for God. You're showing up for yourself. You're just an example. You don't, you're walking the walk. You're not just talking the talk. And that's what I love about you. I really, truly do. Thank you. I believe I that about you too, girl. Thanks. Thanks. I just <laughs> think, you know, showing up and taking action every day, especially when you don't want to is going to be the key because Brooke, I know you have days where you wake up and you're not probably full of this energy. Maybe you are, <laughs> you could yeah. be, but there's days where we don't want to do anything. How do you fight that in your head? What, do you, what are some things you can tell my listeners that are saying, well, I don't have her energy or that motivation, but I really have a dream. You know, How do you get out of your own way? Absolutely. Yes. I love this. Uh, because I do have a routine. I, I actually, every single morning I do the power hour and I've got, I actually have a free resource I'll give you, um, that we can post in the show notes if you want. Yes. And it's my power hour workbook that I put together. It's something that I've been doing for again, probably gosh, over a decade. It is what keeps me grounded. It's what keeps me going. Even on the bad days, my husband and I both do it together through quarantine, we've done two hours. The power hour turned into two hours because we don't have to leave to take the kids to school. Um, and what the power, first of all, if you decide to get up one hour extra every single day, like whatever time that is for you. So many times I'll have people say like, oh, easy for you, like you're a morning person. And I'm like, no, that's, that's a judgment because you don't wanna get up early. <laughs> I'm not a morning person, but I choose to get up earlier. Um, and I always say, if you could just get up one hour early, whatever that looks like for you, some people it might be 4 a.m., some people it might be 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., I don't know, whatever an hour earlier is for you. If you can just commit to making that hour so sold out for yourself, like self-care and really doing the right thing, you will set yourself up for the day. And I'll tell you what I do in, in that hour. Um, so first of all, I break it down like 15, 30, 15. Oh, and by the way, if you only do this five days a week, just Monday through Friday, you will actually gain six and a half weeks in your year. That's giving yourself six and a half extra weeks in a year if you just do this five days a week. Isn't that incredible? That's incredible. And I'm so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I love breaking things down into time. And yes. Weeks because yes. it's like, again, once you've been diagnosed with something like cancer, there still is this like, now I look at life differently. Like, like, I want to make sure that I'm making the biggest impact I can personally make on this earth, that I leave a footprint here for my daughters that's good. And I don't know the day that I will be, you know, up, gone, right? Like, we right. never know that day. Mm -hmm. But I always want to live, you know, and have more time while I'm here on this earth because it's so short on this earth. Right. And so when I think of things like getting up an hour early will give me six and a half weeks in a year, like you better believe like it's easy for me to do that, mm -hmm. even though I'm not a morning person. So what I do that I kind of have a routine the night before I go to bed, I always have in my phone, just, you know, 
notes next to my bed. Like I'm just saying things like I'm so excited to wake up tomorrow morning. Just little things that you say instead of being like, oh, I can't believe my alarm set at four or five or whatever. I'm just like, I'm so excited to wake up tomorrow morning. I can't wait to drink my coffee and read my books or whatever. You know, like I kind of go to bed with like hopeful expectation and get excited. Yes. And I always pray that God will wake me up with supernatural energy. And it works. Like it's a little secret. And, and when I don't do it, I'm telling you, I'm a little bit more like groggy or harder to wake up, but I usually really just pray. And I'm like, okay, Lord, please wake me up with supernatural energy. And I, and I do, I pop out of bed. I don't know if it's like, again, like this mental thing or, you know, God's just like waking me up. I don't know, but I wake up and I feel refreshed um, in that moment. And I spent the first 15 minutes just in gratitude, stretching, you know, being thankful for my body, being thankful for being healthy, speaking health over my body, you know, just being grateful to be alive, you know, praying and thinking about my family, my daughters, you know, just walking around the house and stretching and just sitting in gratitude and smiling at the day, smiling outside, even if it's dark, smiling in my home, being thankful for, you know, just all gratitude can change the atmosphere. And I always want to have an atmosphere in my home of gratitude, no matter what's going on outside, we can always find negative. We can always find darkness, despair, negativity everywhere. And I'm not saying that I walk around every day, like chipper, positive, everything is amazing in the middle of a pandemic, but we do have a choice. And so again, if I just woke up and look straight on my social media, or I just woke up and watched the news, or if I just woke up and, you know, just started again, working or something, I definitely would be not the same person I am. So I literally train my brain, my mind, my body to just be grateful. I mean, I don't have time in this life to get sucked in to all of the darkness, despair, you know, all of that stuff, because there's nothing I can do about a lot of things right now. There are, there are things that we cannot control right now. So why am I going to sit in fear when I can't even control it? But what I can control is my mind, my faith, my hope, my atmosphere, my, the experience I give others, the hope I give others, the promises that I believe in the Bible, all that stuff. So I spend the next 30 minutes in that hour reading the Bible or reading a book, or listening to a podcast I needed to finish, and everything that I do in that 30 minutes is, is faith-filled, and then I go to like a little bit of a business. So it's like, um, I'll spend like 15, 20 minutes, like again, writing the Bible, faith, and then usually the last 15 minutes of that 30, I'll do, I'll read something that might have to do with business, or listen to a podcast around business. Um, so I wanna always fuel my heart, and then my, my brain, okay? And I know it seems like, wow, you can do all that in 30 minutes, when you are uninterrupted without your phone next to you and without social media, 30 minutes like feels like three hours, you know? And so I'm constantly reading something. And so that's just like catching up on what I was already reading. So I have throughout the day, I have my alarm set on my phone and I'll stop for 15 minutes, 30 minutes, and I'll just pick up where I left off before bed. I do it. So I'm constantly feeding my mind and my heart. So I don't get distracted on social media or I don't get distracted with the news. I just have no, I, I, I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. Like I don't, I want to live in a place that's like different than, you know, what the media is saying. And so I have to stay engaged in life giving things for my brain and my body. And so the last 15 minutes, I literally set myself up for the day. I already have my calendar mapped out. I, I you know, I'm a big calendar blocking person, like organized that way. I look at everything and I just look at all the appointments I have, look at all the conversations I'm going to have, 
look at everything in my day and I just pray over it and I envision it going the best way possible. And I envision the conversations. I get excited about the conversations and I just literally imagine, you know, all of it. And I pray for the people that I'm serving in my businesses. I pray that, you know, that, that they're, you know, blessed. And, and again, I know it sounds, it sounds crazy. It's not like anybody can't do this. Like this is something that is free and it's something that nobody can take away from you. No matter, we just moved across the country a year ago from North Carolina to California and a lot changed. And in the middle of that move, I still did this. Like you can do this if you're on vacation, you can do this if you're moving, you can do this if the world's gone crazy, you can do this like it's free and you get to choose every day. I believe we choose how we think, what we think about, what comes out of our mouth. And it's a, it is a practice. Like, You've got to be committed and you've got to be disciplined to want that in your life. Cause it's not always easy, but it's a choice. So that's, that's what I do to keep me like, you know, high vibe every day. Well, none of this sounds crazy to me. I'm so in, I know what my new prayer is starting tomorrow morning, starting tonight. <laughs> yes. I'm going to ask the Lord to wake me up with his energy in his mind. And, and that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> so I love that. I love going to bed, setting yourself up and training your brain every single night to just say a prayer to get you set up for the next morning. I think that's gold yes. right there. That is gold. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, I'm excited for you. to. Yes. I appreciate you sharing that. I mean, I'm just so excited that you know, we're in community together and I'm so excited. We finally did this show. All yes. my listeners to know you. I want to just wrap this up with asking you, what are you climbing towards next in your, either in your business or your life? Well, I, I'm just always wanting to go to another level in my faith and just always wanting to surround myself with women that I can learn from. And so I'm, I'm just, um, I think I'm always climbing to just go deeper and learn more about what God has for me and how I can help other women in that. So I've been so blessed to be, you know, around like Lisa Bevere and she's introduced me to other women that I didn't even know were out there that have poured into me. Um, and it's just beautiful because I can give that back to my community. And the next thing that I have rolling out is I'm, I'm actually going to be doing my live out loud momentum group coaching program is turning into an elite level membership. And I really desire to take 50 women through the next year and beyond through a journey of just continuing to stay in momentum, continuing to grow, continuing to skill up and learn in all of the areas of faith and business and life. And when I say life, I, you know, relationships, lifestyle, like fitness, nutrition. And I just, I've seen it time and time again, collectively when women are going through this together. There's so much that they can offer each other. There's so much that can happen. And I do believe in the climb. I believe that we can always go to another level. I don't think it has to be overwhelming or it doesn't have to feel like you're burning out because you're doing too much. It's kind of like, to me, momentum is really continuing to walk every day. Like, you know, showing up day by day, and just going at the pace that you're supposed to go at, where you feel like you're in the flow. You know that feeling, Kelly, when you're yes, like in absolutely. the flow? In the flow. And mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. And nothing feels that hard. Nothing feels off. You just have peace 
And I believe in resting in your work. Like I believe that this is a time of harvest. Like I believe in planting good seeds and watering them and God will bring the increase. And when you're in the flow, you can just continue to show up and literally take action and have integrity behind the action, but also just rest in your work. So I go like, I'm like at a 10 with my energy every day. And I'm like, fired up and excited. And I bring this energy to my groups like every day, but it's because like, I believe I'm living out my calling and I, and I get energized by it. I get excited and that's how your life should be. I never feel, you know, like I'm doing too much or a woman because I'm choosing it. I don't know if you feel this way going back to the beginning when we were talking about being an entrepreneur, like you get to choose. And so I believe like, if you don't like what you're doing, stop, go choose something else because nobody's going to build our life or our business for us. And the, the more we can take responsibility around that, the more creative we get in ways to work and what we're supposed to do. And I know that's what you're doing, Kelly. And I see that all over you. And I, I've been attracted to like just who you are from the very beginning, just the way you show up, the way you sent me a message. And I can feel your spirit, your excitement. And I think that's addicting to people because there's too many women walking around with low energy, not satisfied, not feeling worthy and not really living out their calling. And I believe everybody has a calling. I believe everybody has a purpose. I believe everybody was born on purpose for a purpose. And you just sometimes have to be around the energy of other people that again, can call out greatness. So that's really my mission for like the next several years. I mean, I've been able to prove within the pandemic, the day the world shut down, I have rolled out two new programs that have been super successful. Mm -hmm. I also gave back to many, um, we ended up giving, I think we donated 25,000 meals to No Kid Hungry. We ended up giving back to um, physicians and restaurant workers. And I just believe when you are doing good things and you have a give back component, it will always grow and be blessed. So that's what I want to do the rest of my life, really. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm so with you. And it's such a beautiful place to be, like right where you are. I love it. I, I, I'm just so excited for you. I'm going to be praying for you and your business. So if somebody does want to connect with you, where should they go? Yes. Um, okay. So Instagram, I'm live out loud, Brooke. I'm there mostly the most on Instagram. So live out loud, Brooke. And then Facebook, like I said, I would love to invite any women in, um, to live out loud tribe. If you feel connected to my message, it's just a free community group or brookthomas.com kind of houses everything. I'm on Facebook too, but yeah. So brookthomas.com has like a lot of my new programs and, and, uh, things like that on there. So Perfect. Perfect. Thank you again. And I just can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your day. And I just want everyone listening to take on a mindset like Brooke. Whatever you got out of this message today and everything she said, train your brain. It's all up to you. Just show up and take on that mindset that you're going to wake up with energy. You're not going to wake up feeling a pity party for yourself. You are a true survivor, Brooke. And with everything that you've been through, I know nothing is stopping you from living your best life. So I applaud you for just never giving into excuses and staying on the climb. So let's all commit today to be survivors together, prayerful, and please, if you love this episode, please share it with someone who just might need it. You can screenshot it, tag us both, 
And again, Brooke, thanks so much. If you love this episode, make sure so you guys much. tag me. So and because I appreciate you all so much, I am offering you 10% off my course, Addicted to the Climb. You can find that on my website, kellytyan.com. Make sure to spell it K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. Until the next time, keep on climbing.